0: today's episode is all about you
1: that's right we're doing listener submissions and giving you some listener-centered information
0: so stay tuned for some special
1: announcements and to hear your stories I realized I forgot to call my grandpa back today. Why didn't you call him back? I forgot he called me.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This <laughs> is episode whatever of Getting Scared <gasps> Away.
1: It's 26.
0: It is 26, three years younger than me. It's
1: 2016. Ah, oh, lay an egg. Ah, oh, lay an egg. <laughs> so we took a little break, friendos.
0: We sure did, it's good to be back.
1: It's good to be back. It And realistically, you got a break from hearing our voices. Weird flex, but okay. Um
0: read read the read the name of the beer that I'm drinking.
1: Steamed Hams. That sounds like
0: garbage. I thought you would have been much more excited about that.
1: Like, (laughs) oh steamed hams! Steamed hams! No boy! No. No. Um so yeah, our listeners got a little break from our voices, but we didn't really take a break per se we were working this whole way through to be more interactive with y'all folks yeah <laughs> i don't know why i said y'all and folks in the same in the same sentence it was but, a
0: choice and you committed yeah um
1: Steam ham just a couple of steamed hams.
0: just a couple
1: of steamed hams. Of steamed hams. Oh, all right it's funny because you keep joking and i keep pushing forward in the content so I'm just going to keep on keeping on.
0: Uh, oh, there's like mud at the bottom bu- of my beer. What is happening?
1: Oh, I think that's called sediment. I think
0: you're sediment.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. Anyways, getting back to the content. We promised <laughs> you guys a new episode today and some special announcements. So the sum is really one big special announcement. Mm-hmm. And it's that we are drum roll. <laughs> Can you add in a drum roll? <laughs> Launching a Patreon!
0: Wow! Yay! So that means you can give us your money.
1: It's a way... It's a way for us to give you extra content if you feel like monetarily subscribing to us through a different website, I guess, is the best way to put it. But we want to give you extra content. So we, as with many other Patreons, are going to have three different tiers, uh, they're going to offer you different things. You can explore them a little bit more in detail if you'd like. But it is away. and we will put more information on our Instagram and our Facebook so that you can have that uh to explore. Mm-hmm. But it is launching today. So if you're listening to this episode um on Monday or any time after, <laughs> then it's launching today. So the tiers are going to offer you a few different options at a few different prices so if you want to subscribe to us you can get some extra content you can see our faces you can hear our voices a little bit more
0: absolutely and for the record we're still going to be doing this this is not changing so you're still going to be getting your podcasts wherever you get your podcasts um this is just you know it's it's a way we, we figured we wanted to Explore some different opportunities to make some more shit. And that seemed like it would be a cool. Uh, you know way to do so we have a few videos that we've already started working on um, yeah
1: uh no spoilers but if you want to see us try turkish delight from the very first episode it might be included <laughs> in our yes. patreon
0: and wow was that an experience
1: <laughs> <laughs> and wow does that seem like four ago yeah
0: we shot it mm.
1: to be honest it was five ever ago
0: Truly. And, uh, that will be available on the Patreon and we're also going to be doing some, uh, listener polls. So we're going to put up some films, say, Hey, like we want to talk about this kind of movie, um, say like a series of like werewolf movies or something like that. And we'll list a few of them off and then we will leave it to the Patreon subscribers to vote on which ones they would like to hear an episode on. So yeah.
1: And we'll do that with some other types of things as well. And so How cool would it be to get a say in what you hear us talk about? But it's a great way to have an extra sort of community and have a more direct connection with some of our listeners.
0: We'll also be giving some shout outs, too.
1: For sure. So we really hope to see you on Patreon as much as we hope for you to keep listening to us wherever you get your podcasts now for free. And yeah
0: oh (laughs) and yeah and yeah
1: so that's like our big announcement we hope to continue to bring you some extra fun content and you know maybe even some extra extra things down the line but we're gonna start with this and see how it goes see if you're interested in what we've got to offer Yeah.
0: true true uh also we have some really really cool episodes coming up with some I I can't believe that we've got some of the guests that we got oh yeah Um,
1: we have some secured some really really good guests for you
0: (laughs) and sweating over there I am sweating (laughs) so we're very excited to uh, finally get those out and just stay tuned for some more awesome shit man we're doing our best
1: yeah and isn't that what we're all doing right now true I mean we're all tribe oh Oh, no (laughs) I was gonna say trying and surviving at the same we're time. All we're all trying. We're all driving. <laughs> we are. Whatever. That's the new word for 2020. We're all driving. Yikes. Trying and surviving at the same time. So if you're triving with us. Oh God. So Ricky, what are we gonna talk about today?
0: Uh healthcare reform. So thank you for clicking on this episode. It's a it's a <laughs> little different than what we're used to hearing. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, no. Oh, my no, no, God, no, no, you no. could call
0: me a steamed ham.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you have to post a picture of that in case people want to try it. <laughs> You'll have to, like, post a picture on our Instagram or something. Yes. Uh, so we are doing some listener submissions today. We sure are. It, that,
0: that's the answer to the question that you asked me. Before, yeah, I'll that answer I, myself. Thank you. It's fine.
1: Yep. Because remember, you're the jokester and I'm the get down to business girl. Well, I also just want to say. I just touched my microphone and it didn't make a noise, but you didn't yell at me. So thank you.
0: If you touch that microphone (laughs) one more time.
1: No, that was specifically for Colby. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Colby at the Gore Square. He loves when Rhiannon smacks the microphone. So that's for you, Colby.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I will do it every single day ever. So (laughs) you have... You have nothing to worry about. We will not be running out of me touching the mic stand. No, 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 no. But yeah,
0: we have uh, four. Are are we? We have four ish. I mean, there is one email submission that we have actually a series of stories. So
1: two, two gave us a couple stories. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Cool.
0: So I'll let you start.
1: Okay, sure. So my first story that I'm going to read is actually from my sweet baby angel sister. Uh. And she listens to our podcast and she was very excited to submit this for us. Um, So she says, When I was seven or eight, I was at my babysitter's and I was with my friends playing hide and seek. I hid with one of my friends and we will call him M. Uh, So they were playing a team's version of hide and seek. So me and M hid between the laundry room and bathroom because they were redoing it. So there was a hole that we could. Fit into. Uh, so I was in the bathroom and M was on the laundry room side. And I look over to the bathroom and it's so dark, but I think nothing of it. So about two minutes go by and I hear something next to me in the bathroom. So I checked and it looked like the girl from The Ring. Sorry, I forgot her name, with like her hair over her face and the long white dress. So I'm freaking out and I tell M, He's worried about getting caught until he sees it, too. We both bolt upstairs to go tell the other kids they all saw it and we got the babysitter. She came down and didn't see it. But to this day, it still freaks me out. Ooh. Yeah.
0: So the girl from the ring, her name is Samara. Her name is Samara. I will never forget that.
1: Well, actually, when she sent me that, I, I did tell her. Her name was Tamara. Oh, okay. But my sister is young, so uh you know, like she doesn't watch a lot of horror movies on her own right now anyways. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, they say that younger kids, they definitely feel those energies and are more attuned to or less clouded, I guess, to be able to see spirits, so it does make mm-hmm. sense to me. That's why you know, so often people will be like my baby was just staring and I had no <laughs> idea like what they were staring at. So, yeah, very interesting.
0: I love it. That was a great submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was
1: spooky. Thanks, Abble Dabble. Well, you know, it's funny
0: that you started with a story from your sister because I have a story from my sister.
1: Oh, um, Oh, sister story that I will
0: save for the next episode.
1: No, <laughs> no, you're gonna read it now.
0: <laughs> yes, I am. So, this is actually from my dearest sister, uh, my Abby Dabby. Is that what you called her? I called her Abble Dabble, <laughs> my Abu Dhabi, <laughs> from my sister Maggie. And Maggie wrote, Hi, guys. So (laughs) five guys, (laughs) five guys. We actually, we just had five guys for dinner. We sure did. Uh, the food, not the (laughs) gentlemen. Hi guys. So my experience took place in the French quarter of New Orleans. My mom and I traveled there for a girl's trip. One October. The hotel we stayed at is one of the oldest in New Orleans and is architecturally beautiful. However, as with most of the city itself, it came with this odd sense of uneasiness. One night, I was asleep, when I felt the weight at the foot of my bed shift, as if someone sat down. This weight shift turned into the sense of someone jumping at the foot of the bed repetitively. It was fairly subtle, as if it were a child, but definitely enough to paralyze me with fear. The following morning, I recalled the incident with my mom, who then mentioned, Oh, yeah, I do think this place has reports of being haunted. Thanks for the morning, Mom. We went down to the concierge and asked if there was, in fact, a history of paranormal occurrences at the hotel. The concierge went on to tell us the story of Maurice a young boy who had passed away in the hotel in the late 1800s. Maurice is said to still make his presence known at the hotel. One woman shared her report of a young boy at the foot of her bed, very similarly to what I had experienced. He is said to be most active on the 14th floor of the hotel. Guess which floor we were on.
1: You get so quiet and theatrical with your storytelling. And I'm just like, so, like, there was a um ghost in my bedroom. So, and- like, there was a
0: fucking ghost.
1: What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> so, if you could just, like, write in and tell us whose storytelling abilities you like better, that would be great. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. So, my next submission, actually, one of... These stories, I'm going to be reading two stories back-to-back, but one of them has me included in it. Oh, (laughs) a little cameo. You'd love to see that. Yeah, I have a little cameo in this listener submission story. Okay, go off. Okay, so this is from um, your sister's best friend, Jess, and so I will get right into it. She says... Two years ago, Mike, which is her fiance, and I visited Rolling Hills Asylum to see Steve and Dave uh, from Ghost Hunters and now on Ghost Nation is what it's called. It was really cool. The ticket included a presentation by them in which they discussed favorite stories from the show and shared never before seen footage. That is really cool. I would love to do that. Afterward, we were also able to take a guided tour to see the biggest hot spots of the facility. Uh, each place we'd stop at, the tour guide would discuss the experiences that would occur there. Everything was awesome until we went down into the morgue. As soon as we got down the stairs, the air just felt so thick to me and so heavy. I was overcome with this sense of dread, which is not a very uncommon feeling when you when you feel a presence like that. Uh, I remember looking around to see if anyone else was feeling uncomfortable and nobody else seemed fazed, so I just tried to ignore it. We wrapped up the tour, and I didn't think too much about it. Flash forward to about a month later, I went with you, (laughs) Briannon, that's me, uh, Maggie, Ricky's sister, and Mrs. Needham, Ricky's mom, on a haunted buffalo ghost tour. I'm sure you remember, but a double-decker bus picked us up at Flying Bison Brewery and took us over to the Naval Park where we had a presentation about ghost stories in western New York, followed by a tour of the nasal ship.
0: No! No, <laughs> you did not.
1: Of the naval ships. Oh, holy fuck. fuck. I was doing so good. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Followed by. No, a- no, we're not. We're not going back. <laughs> no, that we are. easy.
1: We are. We're just blowing. Nasal ship. <laughs> no. and We're just blowing past <laughs> it. Okay. Shush. Nobody listen. Okay. Followed by a tour of the naval ships. I almost just said it again. While listening to the presentation, the speaker asked if anyone had any experiences they'd like to share. Maggie knew about what happened to me at Rolling Hills and was nudging me to share, but I didn't want to. I just, I mean, like I was there, so I know, but I could just picture your sister being like, (laughs) say it. Another lady sitting near us shared her story with the group. She was ghost hunting at Rolling Hills Asylum about a week prior and explained her overwhelming sense of dread while in the morgue. My stomach sank. I couldn't believe someone else who I had never met before had the same experience as me while there and was now on the same tour with us sharing her story. I was a bit freaked out, but I also felt validated knowing that what I felt was real. So for those of you who don't know, um, and we can post some information on our Instagram about it as well, but Rolling Hills Asylum is a very uh, famous place in Western New York. For being haunted or overwhelmed with spirits, and the naval ships are actually permanently docked ships here in Buffalo, uh, in downtown Buffalo, at you guessed it, the naval park. <laughs> um, and they were actually many people died while being stationed on the ships, and and so there's a lot of history behind them. Um, so we can post some more information, some links. Uh, just so that you can read about them if you are interested. So on to her second story. This is a not-so-simple story. <laughs> uh, my family moved to Buffalo in 2004. We rented an apartment on Transit Road in Depew, where my dad still lives today. I knew right away that it was very old building, There are fixtures on the walls for gas lighting because it was built before electricity was even invented. Ooh, I love those. (laughs) I love those houses. Um, (laughs) Most of my experiences there were unexplained bumps in the night, although one event in particular sticks out in my head. I was home one day sitting in the living room with our dog and cat. My sister had just left about 10 minutes prior, and my dad was still at work, so I was there alone. Suddenly... There was a very clear and loud cough about 10 feet away from us around the hallway corner. (laughs) Both the dog and the cat looked in that direction at the same time as me, so I knew they heard it too. When my dad got home, I told him about it, and his response was, Oh, that's probably just Henry. I had never spoken to my father about any experiences there before, and it turns out that he must have had some too, and had even named the ghost. He was so unfazed by it and said that Henry is harmless. My sister shared her experience with me regarding the building's basement. You have to understand that this building has the creepiest basement I have ever seen. Cement walls, dirt floors, random little dark rooms, stairs that lead to nowhere. It just gives me that creepy vibe. Anyway, at one point, Just Emily and my dad were living in the apartment and my dad had a bad habit of popping a breaker whenever he'd use the microwave. He was supposed to unplug something so that wouldn't happen, but often forgot. He'd tell my sister that she had to go down into the basement and flip the breaker back on. No, (laughs) I hate that. That's every ghost horror movie. (laughs) This is what she said about one of the times she had to do this. The one time I went down there, something sounded like it was shuffling in one of those dark rooms. This was back before they put any electricity and lighting down there, and when I was flipping the breaker, it sounded like something was running up on me and I just ran as fast as I could out of there, and I never went back down until after they put real lighting down there. One more story about the building, my aunt and her family had actually lived in the building first. She's the reason we learned about the apartment vacancy before we moved in. They lived in the apartment right below us. They experienced similar bumps in the night, but something that really freaked my aunt out was most mornings she'd wake up and go into the kitchen for coffee and all of the covered doors would be open. Mm -mm. Nope. 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 This happened almost every single night. It was like, and it wasn't like they were open a tad. They would be open as far as they could go. My cousins were too young and too small to be the culprits, so my aunt could not figure out why that was happening. Not to mention, they all had magnets on them to keep them closed. <gasps> oh, God, oh, I hate gosh. it. Um, and then she said she attached a photo of the building uh, that her sister found while they were doing some research on it. So maybe we'll have to post that on our Instagram so people can see Yeah what it looked like. But um, she did say a little bit of background on it. It was a brothel and a speakeasy at one point. And it was even raided by the FBI during the Prohibition era. Uh, So the building has a lot of history. And it's no surprise that Paranormal Oddities is now renting (laughs) one of its storefronts. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the building. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wild. So there's this store called Paranormal Oddities. Um, That is wild, Jess.
0: Yeah. Thank you for submitting that. That's crazy.
1: Those are some crazy experiences and for one person to have kind of all of those things. But
0: in that building, this is not really related related to any of the spooky stuff, but there was a horror memorabilia sort of um, collectors shop. That was where paranormal oddities is now. Um, Yeah. What was that called? Jack's creep shack. I remember this store being there when I was little but I never went in because I heard that there was this, like, closet that they had set up there that was, like, a haunted house experience. Like, you go in and then there's, like, some sort of spooky...
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's just,
0: like, an actor that hides behind a curtain that's just... That just goes, ah! or whatever. Ew,
1: why would anybody want to go into a closet for a horror experience? That sounds awful.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man, but I never went into the store because I was too scared about that fucking closet or whatever. Like they (laughs) would
1: force you to go in. (laughs) But for all I
0: know, that could have just been people like making stuff up, like kids like telling stories like, oh, don't go in there because there's like a haunted closet. Or maybe it was just Henry the whole time just hiding in the closet. You're right. Waiting to screw up someone's day. Can
1: we just talk about... Why do you think because that happens in a lot of horror movies, too? Why do you think that ghosts or entities open all of the cupboards like
0: they got to get some cutlery and some plates and some things? You think
1: they're just like looking for shit and too lazy to close the door behind them?
0: Mm, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I just think they were
1: like never allowed to leave a door open in their own lives. So they have to leave everybody else's shit open.
0: (laughs) Just just out of spite. Yeah. Um,
1: Take that, mom.
0: I always think back to that one scene in paranormal activity two, I think it is. Yeah,
1: I know. When think you're all of right.
0: the um kitchen cupboards and everything just like burst open yeah. and it was really, really loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's wild. It just I, I've <laughs> always questioned it because I just don't see I guess it's like a very obvious sign that something else is there. Mm-hmm. You know, like that you're not alone because who what nor or like what living human being opens every single single cupboard as wide as they can go yeah you know so i guess it's a very obvious thing actually um my mom (laughs) thought at one point that i don't know if she thought that like she had something we have a lot of spooky things that go on in our family um but at one point she kept coming home and her microwave was open Huh. which was really weird because you know, like a microwave has like a resistance to yeah, open there's, it. There's so it's like not a... like it's just falling open. Right. So yeah, she, and, and it's like one of the over the oven microwaves. Mm. So it was kind of like tall up. So it's not like it was just, you know, getting opened by one of her cats or something like that. Right. Oh, <laughs> not, how that weird. I, not that I think a cat could open a microwave, but who knows? <laughs>
0: That's for next week's scary story.
1: <laughs> cats, cats opening microwaves. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, well, we're gonna close out the submissions portion uh, with one more listener. Now, this email is actually split up into several different parts. Um, this is from our friend John May. He graciously sent us uh, a series of stories, most of which revolving around one location, and others are sort of miscellaneous experiences. Alrighty. So I'm going to dive right in. Oh, and John, thank you so much for, for sending this over to us. We appreciate you. All right. <clears throat> Let me get a little swig of that steamed ham juice.
1: <laughs> Ew. Ew! When you say it that way, it's like you straight up rang out a ham <laughs> into a glass.
0: Alrighty. Hi, Ricky and Rhiannon. Hi. <laughs> I have four tales about the palace.
1: <laughs> tales.
0: <laughs> it's like that. Let, Rick me,
1: Ri- let me tell you my tale. <laughs> the
0: Rick and Morty <laughs> out. Uh, Get out. Hi, Ricky and Rhiannon. I have four tales about the palace theater and two others. You are free to use some, all, or none as you see fit.
1: Oh, we're using all of them.
0: Here are some tales from Lockport's Palace Theater that I've experienced over the past few years. All the tales are true. You can decide what's explainable and what isn't. Real-life background. The palace was built in 1925 and has been hosting movies and live theater that entire time. Back in the day, George Valeri was the projectionist for the theater. He died around 1970. George spent most of his time in the projection booth at the very top of the balcony. There is even a working toilet up there. George was a heavy smoker during an era when smoking was allowed in theaters. Most of the ghostly experiences people have reported at the palace seem to revolve around George, and quite often his cigarette smoke at various locations around the building. Number one. A few years ago, I was in charge of the building and directing Palace of Terror at Halloween time, where we transformed the entire theater into a walk-through haunted house with scenery and live actors. I was putting in some very long hours, and often found myself alone in the theater. Upstairs, off the mezzanine, there is a door which leads to a long hallway and a suite of five to six adjoining rooms, which many decades ago were used for other businesses. Past this suite of rooms is a rehearsal room, and at the far end are the current palace offices. Nowadays, those former offices are used for costumes and prop storage, and most of the doors between them have been removed. Only the door to the hallway remains, so you have to often go into several different rooms within the suite to find what you are after. I was on a search for props or something, and was searching the rooms. I entered one room and was struck by the very strong and sudden odor of cigarette smoke. No visible smoke, of course, and nothing was on fire, thankfully. I went back to the previous room, no door between them, and the odor was gone. I returned back into the room and smelled it again immediately. Now, currently, there is a sandwich shop on the floor below this room, but it didn't smell like anything that could have come from down there. Anyway, it was closed at that time of night, and they didn't allow smoking there in the first place. There hasn't been smoking allowed anywhere in this entire building in decades. So the idea that the smell was stuck in the walls, and only in one room, isn't likely. Especially since I then said out loud, "'George, you can't smoke in here anymore!' Whereupon, I, when I re-entered that same room, about a minute later, the smell was totally gone. There was no one else in the building. And even if there was, there was certainly no way that their cigarette smoke could have permeated where I was. And just that one room for about two minutes. George has kind of a kindly reputation, so I guess he just put his own cigarette out when I asked him to. So that is story number one. Story number two. Another experience occurred under similar circumstances in that same hallway, not too long after that. I was once again the last person in the theater, and was locking things up for the night. I was working my way down that long hallway, turning off lights as I went, and I then planned to go down the stairway to the outside street door, set the alarm, and be on my way home. I had to go into the rehearsal room to turn off the sound system as well as the lights. When I came back out in the hallway, the lights that I had previously turned off were back on again. So I had to go back down the hall and turn them off again. There are no duplicate switches in that part of the building. I believe George was messing with me again.
1: I know exactly what he's talking about there because (laughs) I hated that hallway when I was stage managing at the palace Uh, because it's like really really creepy (laughs) Um, it's upstairs and so the upstairs of the palace is really creepy anyways because it's like all um, offices and stuff Mm -hmm. so as the stage manager I was like one of the last people out of the building if not the entire like the last person and you have to turn the light off at one end and then all the lights go off and then you have to like run down the hallway in complete darkness to get to the door to like leave that part of the hallway. It's <laughs> so creepy.
0: All right. You're ready for story number three.
1: Sure. am. There's
0: so many spooky stories around the palace.
1: Mm-hmm, I believe it.
0: Number three. I was working on the stage building set pieces on a winter day, which was quite windy outside. We didn't have the outside doors open except every once in a while when we were coming and going. Off stage right, there is a metal door opening outward into the alley. The theater is on one side of the alley, and an almost equally tall building on the other. The alley only has one entrance, which is gated and locked. Suddenly, in the midst of a conversation at center stage, the stage right door blew open so hard, it slammed against the outside brick wall. It was suggested by some folks that George opened it. I inspected the door and discovered that although the crash bar can be secured open, as we sometimes do for exits and things, such was not the case. Plus, the door sticks quite a bit in the first place. No one was working stage right, and no one was using that door for anything or anywhere near it. It just suddenly blew open. I asked George, out loud, To keep the door closed because it was cold outside. And we had no further incidents. That George, he's a rascal. He sure is. And finally, number four. I was working on a show and had set my script down on a box backstage. A few minutes later, when I went back to get it, it was gone. I thought someone else had accidentally picked it up, as often happens. It was a small cast, so. I asked them if they all had my script, and they all said no. After checking that they indeed had their own, I asked them this when they were all, except me, gathered out in the house getting ready for notes. There was no one else backstage, not even the designers or crew, and I was the only one not in the house. I searched up and down, under things, behind things, etc., for about five minutes before I said, heck with it, I'll look for it after we're done with notes. After notes, I immediately went backstage to look. There had been no one back there. Everyone had been out in the house. But there was my script, sitting on the box right where I had left it. And where I had looked only a short time before. Once again, I believe it was George messing with me.
1: Wow. Spooky George at the palace.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: So, we do actually have two... Other bonus tales from John. Um, So I am going to read them and they are not related to the palace, uh, but related to other places in Buffalo. So, oh, I'm sorry. One is related to another place in Buffalo and then one is um, elsewhere. So uh, the first one, I used to work at Fox 29 on Grand Island. The Holiday Inn was just down the road on Whitehaven. Still is, but it's not a Holiday Inn anymore. Allegedly, this Holiday Inn is haunted, and there have been many stories over the years, but I have been there many times during the day and have not experienced anything. One time, my regional manager was flying in from Tampa to visit the station, so she stayed right down the road at that hotel. She and I had worked together for several years and were on quite friendly terms, and I thought about telling her about the alleged haunting of the hotel she was going to stay at, but I did not tell her. I either decided not to or I just forgot. So anyway, I picked her up and we go to breakfast the next morning and we got to talking. She said she was very tired because she'd not slept well during the night. She said she had heard a little kid running up and down the hall at two or three in the morning back and forth and it kept going on. She finally got sick of it and went out into the hall, but the kid was gone. This happened a few more times and then finally stopped. For whatever reason, she elected not to call the front desk about it. It turns out that she was describing exactly the ghostly experiences that many guests have talked about over the years. A little girl named Tanya allegedly haunts the building and is often known to run up and down the halls at all hours. I was admittedly somewhat chilled. After she told me her story, I informed her gently that her description matched the alleged actual haunting of the hotel. She thought for sure I was messing with her. I told her, no, I was going to mess with you last night and tell you about it, but I didn't. This is a real legend of the property, and I'm not kidding, I swear. She turned white and didn't finish her breakfast. She had no further incidents the next night before she went home, but next time she came to Buffalo, she stayed somewhere else. Those hotels, man.
0: I know. You've got to do your
1: research about hotels, even chains. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's a great documentary um, about Haunted Hotels um, directed by Stanley Kubrick called The Shining. If you ever get a chance to watch it, it's a really informative one. <laughs> I thought
1: watch. you were serious. I was like, oh, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, you lit up. You're like,
1: what? I was like, Haunted Hotels, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky ghost.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. i just
1: going to take a quick sip of water before this last story. <laughs> ah, Sneak. <laughs> ah, fuck, that's crisp. That is some good water. High quality H2O, if you will. I will. Okay, last story. Finally, I will leave with a somewhat uplifting tale. When I was 17, only a few weeks into my freshman year of college, my grandfather died. Oh, I'm sorry, John. He and I were close. I decided that I would drive myself to PA for the funeral. Uh, Pennsylvania. I guess I just wanted to have some alone time. I had never driven a long-distance trip by myself, but I knew how to get there easily enough. I decided to stop at SUNY Binghamton on the way to see my friend Dave and maybe crash in his dorm overnight. Just needed to have some fun times and take my mind off of things. This was before cell phones, so I called his dorm number, but no answer. I left him a message telling him I was coming and why, but I never did talk to him before I left. So I just had to hope that it would be okay. Ooh, that's like a little roulette. I drove there without knowing A, which building he was in, B, which room he was in, and C, with only a general idea of where SUNY Binghamton was off I-81. John, that is bold. (laughs) I got to the Binghamton area and followed some signs to the campus, made some wrong turns, but eventually arrived on campus that night. I was very tired, but I found a payphone and tried to call him again, but still no answer. I saw a campus police officer parked nearby, and I went and explained the situation to him uh, and asked where the dorms were, figuring I could go there and then start asking around. He did better than that. He radioed into his office, looked up Dave's name, and found out which dorm and room he was registered in gave me explicit directions, and told me to have a good night and to call campus police if I needed anything else. I followed his directions, found the building, and then searched for the right room. I eventually found it and walked into Dave's room unannounced. He had gotten my message by then, but of course, he had no way to contact me. "'How the hell did you find me?' he asked. I explained what happened, and then I stopped to think about it. I should have been somewhat frightened and uncomfortable driving downstate into a strange city with no idea where I was going or even what my exact destination was. It was nighttime to boot. I was 17. I barely even knew where I was. But all the cards, dominoes, fates had aligned to not only give me what I needed but to not let me be scared. I believe to this day it was my grandfather watching over me and guiding me so I would be safe and get where I was going with no trouble. I really like that. That was really nice.
0: That is very nice. And you know
1: what, John? I truly think that your grandfather did have something to do with that because you know why? After working at a college normally they would never give you that kind of information. So I think that somebody definitely was watching out for you so that you could sleep through that night because otherwise you would have been sleeping in your car on that Binghamton campus.
0: That's a great story. Thank you for sharing all that, John.
1: Yeah. And thank you to everyone. Um, Abby, Maggie, Jess and John, those were amazing stories. Uh, And you know, we will keep reading these listener submissions as long as you all keep sending them to us. We'll try to keep it down to kind of like this many stories, give or take the length of them. But mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy reading them because I love to hear about other people's experiences.
0: Especially people that we happen to know. That's, that's really interesting. Keep sending them over. We can't wait to keep sharing them. Also, I want to mention before we close out the episode... <gasps> Yes. We mentioned earlier that we're starting the Patreon and another feature that you can expect on I don't know which tier it will be a part of. Uh you'll you can check that on the website, but uh we are going to be offering some filmed versions of our <gasps> Zoom interviews yes. with other guests. Um that sort of thing. So those those things will be totally available if you want to watch those. If um, you
1: want to see what we do when we're here podcasting, just staring at each other and making faces at each other and uh, making faces at our guests. It's riveting. Yeah. You can see all of that. (laughs) So if you'd like to actually see what we look like when we podcast and not just pictures of us.
0: And if there's a guest on that you, uh, you want to watch, check that out on the Patreon that will be available for you.
1: Yeah. And for all those of you who loved my makeup looks from Halloween There might even be some sweet special tutorial type treats in there for you throughout the year if you're interested in subscribing to the Patreon, so. I'm interested. You are? Yeah. You're interested in learning how to do makeup?
0: Let's be real. I'll be the one filming, so.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'll
0: be getting that content for free, You'll be the one
1: throwing the fake blood at me.
0: (laughs) I'm very good at that. Well, uh, Rhiannon, have you been watching anything good lately?
1: Um, hmm, well, I did just watch for my true crime lovers. I will just give a little bit of a warning before I tell you about this, but um it's it's very very graphic and it's very very true. Uh so if if you are a lover of true crime, I'm sure that you already know about it, but if not, um and you don't like real things, I don't recommend watching it. Uh, I just finished watching American Murder, The Family Next Door, um, which is the unfortunate story of um, the murder of Shanann Watts by her husband, Chris Watts, and uh, their their poor children. Um, And so it was heartbreaking. There's some extra information on that as well, but it was... A very well-done documentary that's uh, featured on Netflix right now. So for true crime lovers, I'd definitely check it out. Cool. What about you?
0: Uh, Well, Little Nicky's on Netflix. So yeah.
1: <laughs> And on a lighter note, we're watching the new season of Big Mouth, which we love. Yeah, we do. Always love Big Mouth. Yes, yes, yes. And then we did start watching Ratchet.
0: Yeah, we got we to gotta finish that up.
1: Yeah, we haven't gotten deep into it, but we're watching Ratchet as well. Uh, we are always taking recommendations. I mean, we are watching a lot. We watch a lot anyways to bring you this content, but we're watching an extra lot because of COVID, baby.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So any recommendations, send them over.
1: I thought you were just going to say any recommendations.
0: Any recommendations?
1: And then wait for somebody to respond. That's a good one. Uh, we... <laughs> All right. Well,
0: we, uh, I think we've gotten everything out that we need for today. And next week is next. Oh, fuck. Next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in there. <laughs> next week. Next week. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> next week's episode, uh, we will probably have a guest.
1: Yes. Next week will be a guest, and it'll be some great material. More information on our Patreon will be listed on our Instagram and Facebook. So as always, our Instagram is at Getting Scaried Away. Our Facebook is Getting Scaried Away. You can always email us if you have questions, comments, or if you would like to send us more listener submissions, we are always accepting them. Getting Scaried Away at gmail.com, baby. Yes,
0: indeed. Alrighty, friends. My name is Ricky.
1: My name. And we... Is, <laughs> <laughs> My name's Rhiannon.
0: <laughs> and we have been your tour guides here at this nasal park. And <gasps> we are here to close you out the bitch.
1: episode. <laughs> you little dirty Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Get good sleep. Bye. <sighs> oh, we forgot to tell them about Auntie Donna's.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll sneak it in. Uh, we, we also forgot to mention... Um, you should watch Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix. It is outrageous. And if it's super you just
1: fun. like mindless, absolute chaos, chaos, it is an anxiety attack the entire time, but it will have you laughing. You will not regret it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It's very, very quick. They're only like tw- 10 minute episodes or something. They're about
0: 15 minutes long and uh, it's produced by comedy bang bang and it's very uh, if you if you've ever watched i think you should leave by tim robinson if you've ever watched some like tim and eric stuff it's very similar but yeah totally watch Anti donna all right that's it goodbye bang. Uh, fuck. Uh,